Welcome to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. This week, we press pause on our normal program schedule to bring you select sermons from the recent Bible conference in Tucson, Arizona, pastored by Harold Warner. We'll return to our normal schedule next week. Until then, may these be an encouragement to you. God bless. Amen. Thank God tonight. Um, I just want to say um, gracias to. Amen. Um, <laughs> um, amen. Amen. Um, um, also, just before I read my scripture, just want to maybe make this one thing known once and for all. I'm actually in, in Congo, Brazzaville. We have two Congos in Africa, separated by a small river. The two closest cities in the world, Kinshasa and Brazzaville. So I'm in Congo, Brazzaville. And please, next time you put the flag of Congo, Brazzaville somewhere so that... (laughs) Thank you. So type it, Congo, Brazzaville. So... uh, I think somebody should um, take care of that tonight. Tonight, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guys back in um, Congo Brazzaville, they're following on online, and everybody, yeah, Pastor Congo Brazzaville. <laughs> I tell you somewhere that, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm blessed tonight. I'm humbled to be standing here tonight. And everybody keeps asking me, are you nervous? I said, yes. <laughs> don't be, don't be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, really, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm, I want to thank Pastor Warner, my pastor, Pastor Garrett, for this privilege to be here tonight. And I want to get to business tonight. Amen. Amen. So um, go with me to the book of uh, Luke chapter 10. The book of Luke, chapter 10, and um, let's start something here tonight. Um, I want to say, um, and I'll, you don't tell my wife that I said this, <laughs> that coffee would have never known that he could be better until the day he met the milk and the sugar, or some creamy vanilla, whatever you guys have here. <laughs> but coffee gets better and more when, it's, when sugar is added and milk is added. Okay, keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> Very important. Amen. And I've listened Throughout this week, uh, great sermons, my pastor and everybody's preaching. And yesterday, um, Pastor Garrett was preaching along where I'm going. And I sat back down, I was praying. I said, Lord, Lord, just move him away from this. Don't let him go there. Amen. Because that, that's where I'm going. God is taking us tonight. Amen. I'm blessed because... Um, of this fellowship and the networking of, of churches and pastors coming in and going out. Martin Luther King said, we have flown the air like birds 
and swarm the seas like fishes, but we have yet to learn the act of walking the earth like brothers. Two years ago, Pastor Greg Mitchell preached a sermon here, and he was talking about uh, being obedience, the obedience of unity, and it said that, um, that Jesus sent them two by two, as I quote, and it will be really important that they get along if they are going to go two by two. And he said that um, Pilot, uh, some, I don't know if it was a story, I can't remember, it was like two years ago, that Pilot's on the plane getting into a fist fight. <laughs> if you're going to take me somewhere, you better stop fighting in there. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and so, and, and finally he said, we have learned to overcome our selfish, we, we need to learn to overcome our selfish tendencies. Can I get an amen? Now, I'm not into politics. I'm no politician. I don't, know, I don't want to know what's going on. I'm a Bible student. But I, I saw something um, years ago, you, got all, all you guys will know, that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And I was waiting for weeks so that um, a black chick matter movement will come up. <laughs> that uh, like a movement will come and say, black chick matters, black chick matters. <laughs> but I didn't see any black chick matters movement. And I was wondering what's going on. Because when the devil gets one, one against another, when the devil turns, maybe Peter against John, he goes on holiday to Hawaii because he knows he have already won the battle. Hallelujah. Let's read um, Luke chapter 10, and I want to preach a sermon entitled The Samaritan's Backpack. Yeah. The Samaritan's backpack. This, I'm, I'm, I'll get there. Don't, don't worry. Just you pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> verse, let's read from verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and parted, leaving him half dead. And by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, the Levite, when he arrived at the, at the place, came and looked and passed on on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, thank God, as John came there, where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, came down, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he will show the mercy. Then Jesus said, go and do likewise. Let's pray. Seigneur, dans le nom de Jésus, 
Je demande à ce que tu te perdes aussi en ce lieu, que la gloire te revienne, que la puissance et la manifestation du Saint-Esprit soient évidentes ici, dans le nom de Jésus, son dit, c'est Amen. 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 Uh, my first point is unity in diversity. I was actually going to read like um, two scriptures, but let, let me just start there with, I want to talk about the first point, unity in diversity. Because in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1, watch me church. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The backdrop of the scripture I just read was a situation where a, a teacher of the law walked up to Jesus and tested him saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The Bible says he is a learned lawyer, is a learned teacher. And now he's asking a question that he himself is not understanding because he says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, Mr. Learned Man, you should know that inheritance don't come by doing something. For the Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So there is nothing I need to do to get eternal life. And then Jesus answered him and said, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as thyself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will leave. But him wanting to justify himself, said now to Jesus, who then is my neighbor? So, so this guy has no problem worshiping God with all his heart, all his soul, all his mind, and all his strength. The only problem he had is how to love his neighbor as himself. So he didn't say, Jesus, how can I worship with all my strength, with all my might, with all my zeal, with all of me? Let the inward part of me worship you. How can I go about that? Because, you know, in this life, our vertical relationship is not more so much of a problem. It's why we are doing a vertical relationship with God and we are living horizontally with you one another. So our problem is, many times, is not worshiping God. It's how I can live to my brother sitting next to me. So he said, uh, who then is my neighbor? And they said to Jesus, do you want to tell me that the guy sitting just next to me who said this about me and the guy living in front of my house uh, and he does is he my neighbor? Give me a good definition because that is what I want to know. That is the background story of the scripture we read. Now in the book of Acts, the Bible says uh, Peter and John went up to, into the temple at the hour of prayer. But the Bible says uh, they went up together. Peter and John, oh, how good and present it is for brethren together to dwell together in unity. How good and pleasant it is. So when I study the scripture, I notice that in the space of eight verses, the word or the expression, Peter and John came back three times. We will read in verse one. The Bible says that Peter and John went up. When you go to verse three, who seen Peter 
and John. And the Bible says, look on us, Peter and John. And so we always see in Scripture Church, Peter and John, when they wanted to send the, the uh, missionaries to Samaria, they sent Peter and John. Can I get an amen? And this is very critical because Peter is with John. Peter is going forth with John. And the Bible says Peter and John. So the word and there is very critical. It means then the conjunction used to connect the same speech or the clauses or sentences or people. And it's not all. It's not against. But it was Peter and John who had two different callings, who had two different ministry, who had two different vision. But Peter and John, both of them are going up. The Bible says when Peter was going up, he went up with John. When John was going up, he went up with Peter. For you to understand where I'm going, you need church to understand then who is Peter. Peter was the one who was going on outreach with two swords in his pocket. Peter was the one who caught the, 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 the ear of the high priest. Hmm. He emphatically denied Jesus. So audacious and courageous that he rebuked Jesus. Peter could heal the sick. Peter could raise the dead. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he preached that sermon and 3,000 people got saved. This is Peter for you. He is the bold and audacious disciple who is not afraid, who walked on water. For you to understand, you need to know who Peter is. Can I get an amen? It was Peter who said, silver and gold have I known, but what I do have, I give to thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and work. It was Jew, it was Peter that said, John, some said you are Baptist, John the Baptist. Some said that you are Elijah. Some said that you are Jeremiah. And some said you are the prophet. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the son of the living God, can I get an amen? Jesus said to him, please, blessed are thee, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my father who is in heaven. And also I say to you that you are Petros, and on this Petra I will build my church, and I will give you the keys. Hmm. Not now that the keys were given to, to Peter. And whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. But keep in mind that it was Peter and John. So who is John? John is the disciples that is a disciple that never did just one miracle. He said, I am the love disciple. And he's the one who said, how can you say you love God and you don't love the brother you're sitting next to? Which means that love is the key. Jesus said, by this 
you will know, the world will know that ye are my disciples if you love one another. The Pastor Bagaret said it, that this Jesus disciple is loving one another. John is the disciple that Jesus loved. And while he was on the cross, he said to, to, to Peter, to John, sorry, he said, behold thy mother, and behold mother thy son, because, uh, let me take your time. The one who go ahead of myself now. So, so he said to John, he said, John, take care of your mother. So John now, is the pacific type. He doesn't talk much. He is not aggressive. He's not emboldened like Peter. He is the calm and quiet guy and he loves people. But now he's working with Peter. Peter, who is the contrary of his own character. Our biggest challenge in life is how do we treat people that do not look like us, that do not talk like us, that do not smell like us, that do not pray like us, that do not do things like us. Are we comfortable in our own skin to go up with Peter or to go up with John who is from somewhere else and the Bible says that Peter and John went up and God gave the revelation to John, Apocalypse that's why I thank God for coffee and milk that will give us the latte, latte, latte. It's I thank God for uh, because because church. If 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 the, if the coffee alone is black and dark, but when it gets in a little bit of milk, it's changing. And that's the mystery. That's the mystery of the communion. That's the mystery of the Lord Jesus. That's the mystery of the communion and the Lord's Supper. Because on that day, Jesus took bread. He took bread, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples. And he says, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this, do this, do this. In remembrance of me, the word remember now has a prefix with R, re, a, no, that's French. It's re, <laughs> it's re, it said remember. The word remember means to put back together again. So anytime you take the communion, you are putting back the body of Christ. That, that's why Peter, Paul would say, never you eat the Lord's Supper unworthy or before other people because this is my body that is given for you and so the guy said remember me lord when thou comest into the kingdom put me back together again if we are going to win the world if we are going into missions if we are going to take the world for Jesus we need to work together as a network as a team as coffee and milk Peter and John you and I going on pulling it down for the kingdom of God can I get an amen that's why Peter and John they are going up they are going up into to the temple and the Bible says there was a layman just 
together they saw a layman, which is a picture of the world being in sin. And so this is the lost one. But David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. And this guy was lame from birth. He was paralyzed. He has no power. This man wants to get into the kingdom. But I thank God that Peter and John, we are going together. Because if they were not going up together, if they are not walking together, I know you cannot say amen, but if they cannot walk together, they cannot bring in the harvest. And sometimes we have the layman lying there. And all we do in church is fighting one another and saying things, going from Facebook to Facebook, WhatsApp to WhatsApp, telling people, talking about this, criticizing this, while there is somebody waiting to get into the kingdom. But Paul, but Peter said, silver and gold have I none. So it was John then that was trusted with these some responsibilities. So Peter should, could say, they said, look on us. Look on us. Okay, let me talk to these guys. <laughs> Peter and John said, look on us. He didn't say, look at me. This is all about us. Are we able to say to this nation, look at us. Can the church say today to Congress and Senate, look at us. Can we say to COVID-19, look at us. Can you say to witches and wizards and warlock, look at us. Can we, can we say, oh, come on Jesus, help me. Can we say to everybody, the lost sinners, people out there, look at us. But we don't say look at us, we do say look at me. Me, my church, my, you know. No, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about us. Even though we are distinct, even though we are different, even though we have our diversities, even though we have our changes, we should say, Look on us. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Even though you are John and I'm Peter, you be you. And I'll be me. But we should be able to walk together for the kingdom's sake. Whether we do it through invasion teams, whether we do it through lighthouse medical team, or into Africa, or going for revivals, or going for crusades, whether we are digging wells somewhere, we need to say, look on us. Look on us. No, 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 no. Let, me, let me back up and say something here very quickly. Because you see, I have two sons. David and Denzel, brilliant, intelligent kids. Both of them are in ministry. They play the keyboard. And uh, my younger son is on the drums. Uh, and David is doing medicine. The younger guy is doing accounting. And they're brilliant, good kids. They're blessing to me and my church. Thank you, Jesus. But, but you know, years ago, Years ago, like, uh, uh, people used to say, oh no, because he's his son, he's putting them in ministry. Because he's his son, he's putting them in, uh, on the keyboard and the drums. So as a good guy who wants to build the church, the one who afford somebody, I asked my son, leave the drums. You, you leave, let them play. 
Because if you play, they will say that it's because you are my son. But that was before I really got converted. <laughs> the day I got converted, I understood that trust is earned. God was betrayed by somebody entrusted responsibilities in heaven. So when he came down on earth, now who is sitting at the right hand side of God? Jesus. Who is Jesus? His son. Okay. Who has the name that is above every other name? Who has the name that is above every other name? And who is Jesus? He's the guy who said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now I love, I love the French translation. The French translation says this. Voici mon fils. The translation of that from French says that this is my son in whom I have put all my love. All my love. So, so when, when God gave me that revelation, I said, my son, go play the keyboard. Go and play the drums. Didn't you see? And now he's putting his son, he's putting his son. Read your Bible. The guy sitting at the right hand is the son. Oh, the, I thought you were going to say man. Uh, he's the son sitting. Let me get out of this and move quickly. I, I, I've got to finish. I've got to finish. <laughs> so he said, look on us. And when he said, look on us. The man looked at them, hoping to receive something from them. Because he gave them his attention. The Bible says in Romans 8, 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. My goodness. So the world is waiting. While unbelievers are waiting for, to get into the kingdom, John needs to learn how to walk with Peter. And Peter needs to learn how to go thrive with John so that both of them will go up. When you are going up, you need to bring your brother with you. So Peter said, silver and gold have I none. And when he said that, John didn't say, mm, why you? No, John folded his arms and said, hey man, because Peter was the one who received the keys to bind and to loose. And John said, no, I received the gift of love. I know who I am. And, uh, go ahead, tell him to go up. <laughs> yeah. Amen, that's your calling. And for me, you, you, Peter, you need to love somebody. You know, love is the key. Because in life, what works for us is minus and plus. is the positive and the negative that gets your car going. <laughs> so, 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 clap for Jesus. Now, let, let, let me say this before I go to my second point. And this is why I'm really going to preach. This was just... Uh... <laughs> Kelpa guy. So, 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 I love John. Because, listen, church, one of the greatest lessons I've learned about teamwork, I learned it from demons. <sighs> Pastor David, how can you say that? Because I can read. I read in my Bible 
that when an unclean spirit caught this, thank you for your message, bro. Uh, when, when, when an unclean spirit went out of this guy, this demon was so humble that he went and called all the demons and he said to the demons, Please come and help me. And the Bible says that this guy, this demon, it is a demon. This is the devil. Say, calling, the Bible did say, and the Bible scholar, I love the word. He said, he went and called evil, serving more wicked spirit more than him. Okay, you didn't get it. I said, he called people that are gifted more than him. He called people that are more beautiful than him. He called people that has money more than him. He, because the biggest challenge is, is how we, it's not how we work with folks that are inferior. Our biggest challenge is how we work with folks that are more. But this demon was so humble. <laughs> Clap for Jesus. This demon was so humble. He called him. He said, hey, they, they threw me out. I was so weak, but with you guys, we're going to win this thing and bring the, 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 the or somebody talked. That's why we need to be comfortable in our own skin of what God is doing in your life. I mean, no competition with anybody. If ever I'm in a competition with anybody, I'm in competition with myself. Walk out your own salvation with fear and tremble. Your own salvation. Your own salvation. The biggest project that God can ever give is me. Walk on me, Lord. Break me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Direct me, Lord. Make me the man I don't need to be. I don't know. When you are comfortable, in your own skin, you don't worry. You are not like trying to be the number one. Hey, give me an amen. I'm from Africa. I love amens. <laughs> when you you when you know who you are, and you know whose you are, you are not in a hurry to be the number one because there is power in being number two. There is God the Father and God the Son. And the name that is above every other name is the second man in the Trinity. You can be number two and be powerful. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, church, can I, can I get an amen? amen? Give me some glory. Now, when we look at a scripture, a certain priest, a keeper of the law, Saw the man lying on the road, half dead. He turned his nose and kept on walking, which is a direct contradiction of what the law says. In Deuteronomy 22 verse 4, the Bible said, Thou shalt not see thy neighbor's ass or his oxen falling by the way, and he thyself from them. Thou shalt surely help him. To lift him up. So Peter gave a right hand of fellowship to this guy on the ground and lifted him up. If God could say that, 
about an animal. Imagine what we should do when we see our own brother, when we see our own sister lying on the ground and being fallen and being beaten. For the Bible says that he was left half dead. What about you tonight? What is God telling you? Have you seen what this guy didn't do anything? When he saw this man in his need, he went on the other side of the road and the Bible says there was a Levite who came back and he saw this man he went up close and the Bible says that he looked at the man's condition and saw he that he's half dead he went closer and closer and took a look and then he went back on his way these are the assistants in the temple these are they that are workers in the church these are disciples that will get up close but they cannot do anything but they have their nose in everybody else's business but I thank God that it was not only the priest and the Levite that came back. Let me talk about the second point as I close. Winning keys. Because there was a third man who came back, who came by and examined the condition of this victim. But this certain Samaritan, verse 33 of Luke chapter 10, but a certain Samaritan, as Johnny came where he was, and when he saw him, he, put, he had compassion on him. God taught me that the priest is a symbol of the law and the Levite is a symbol of the sacrificer and what a certain man who is symbolic of Jesus who came where he was. So Jesus now is an advantage identifying himself with this guy. He said I am the good Samaritan because actually Jesus is a Samaritan. <laughs> you know, you know. Because like the Samaritans they have mixed race. They have mixed two DNA flowing in their veins. So Jesus can identify with the Samaritan because he too, he has a double DNA. He has the blood from heaven and the blood from his mother. He has a dual nationality. Jesus can identify with the Samaritan and he said, I am a Samaritan and he identified himself with him and I thank God that when the Samaritan saw this guy, he came down and went to him. This is a picture of Jesus coming down from heaven. This is a picture of Jesus uh, lowing down himself, uh, going all the way to the ground. Uh, there is something different uh, about this certain Samaritan uh, because when he saw him half dead, uh, he examined the condition. Uh, he responded with compassion uh, and his heart with mercy, generosity. This is the Christ uh, who was betrayed. Uh, he was hung upon on the cross. Uh, this is Jesus. Uh, he is despised, rejected of men, a man of sorrows, a acquainted with grief but surely he borne our griefs he carried our sorrows he came to his own but his own received him not but I thank God tonight because Jesus can come where you are Jesus now this is what you need to learn that when he came he came with his backpack he came with his traveler's kit 
He came with his travelers back. He didn't come empty. And the Bible says he bounded up his wounds. Where did the bandage come from? He came from his bag. Can I get an amen? He then poured in the oil. He poured the oil in the wound. And the oil is symbolic of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There is a Bama in Gilead to heal a sin sick soul. There is a Bama that can heal you if you are here tonight and you are bound in sin. There is a Bama in Gilead that can set you free. Can I get an amen? And the anointing will make the difference in your life life and he didn't only pour the oil he poured out the wine into his wounds why did he use the wine I'm glad you ask because the wine is an antiseptic for the wine has alcohol in it and when he rubs it into the wounds it begins to kill the germs and disinfect the wound and became normal to the source of pain I want to tell you tonight church that the wine is symbolic of the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious peace that flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain no by the blood of Jesus and he poured in the blood can I get an image or get excited with me when I'm gone you can keep quiet but give me some noise in this place because the blood can heal the blood can save the blood can deliver the blood can change the blood can heal the blood will heal every sickness and every pain you need that's why I thank God for the blood. Because on the day of the Passover, the blood cheated death. In Exodus, when, when the death angel came, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. So when the death angel came and saw the blood, he said, oh, they're already dead. <laughs> uh, uh, because... Uh, can I get an amen? I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. I'm already dead in my own sin. I'm already dead in transgressions. I'm already dead to anything lost of this flesh. And the blood said the blood for the blood give me strength. It flows from the highest mountain to the lowest valley he can set you free the blood the blood as we go into missions I preach in Benin for years the headquarters for voodoo and then the time the warlock and the witches want to do something with me I said the blood because he who has the name has the blood and both of them are saying the same thing you cannot get rid of the I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. That's why my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood.
and his righteousness. I dare not trust that sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground, all of the ground is sinking sand. Giving praise today. Let me run with this. Giving praise. And so, the Samaritan now went into his backpack, took out the wine. I know this is water. <laughs> and he took out the oil. Bounded up his wounds and put the man on his own horse and walked him down the road. This was what Ecclesiastes saw when he said in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 7, I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. Ecclesiastes said, this is an evil that I've seen. It's no evil. It was prophetic because this is Jesus who came down from his high horse, took the man and put him on his own horse. And now he's taking him somewhere. Let me talk to somebody here today. God is a God that will do a divine exchange. He will take your place on the ground and set your feet on a rock. His name is Jesus. And I thank God today that this Jesus that made me ride on this horse, he is the one now walking me and he's leading me and he's taking me somewhere. He is the good shepherd that gave his life for the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. If he leads me, then he's going before me. Then I'm behind and I'm sitting on the horse. Take me, Lord, where you want me to be. Give him praise today. Where does he take this mantle? I'm closing. I'm closing. He took the man to the inn. He took the man to the inn. The inn then is a picture of the church. The church is a, come from the word Pandoshia. Pan means all, which means now that the inn is a place for all. And it's not like the holiday inn. It's not like God Hilton Garden. Because the inn back in the days is for so to the inn now, it's a picture of the church. The church is a hospital. It's a gas station. It's a city of refuge. We are the broken and the down and out and the drug addicts should be taken into the church. Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says he reached down again in his bag, took out his wallet, signed the check. For two denarii. He signed a check for two denarii and he took care of him and stayed all night long. And he said, If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, take care of them. If you love me, look after them. This is the role and the responsibility of the pastor. And the Bible says the next day, it means then that Jesus, 
spend the nights. The Samaritan spend the nights over with this guy. I have a God that will sleep with me. I have a God that will walk with me. I have a God that will stay over in the night with me. I have a God that will lead me in the path of righteousness until the next day. And then it was time to sign that check. I only have three amens. It's time to sign that check. According to theologians, the two denarii can pay for a stay for two months. But, you know, the Bible is filled with figures and types. So the two denarii is symbolic of the two ordinances that God gave, that Jesus gave us. Baptism and the Holy Communion. This you will use to take care of them. Especially the communion. Because the day he celebrated the communion. Can I get one amen from West? The day he celebrated the communion. The Bible said Jesus took bread and broke it. Gave it to his disciples. And said, eat. This is my body. So the body took the body and gave it to the body and said, this is my body, which is given unto you. And the bread of life took the bread and broke the bread Give him praise today. Uh, and now he's paying for his wages. He's paying for the wages. He gave it to the innkeeper. The innkeeper now is the pastor. And their missionaries here. I thank Adam Neal, who honored pastors that have labored for 40 years, 50 years, 35 years, 20 years. But I want to continue with that and honor those that have labored for six months. Those that have labored for one year because missionary work, I'm a living proof that it's not something easy. I've been out from Freetown over for the past 20 something years of my life and my mother, which I love so much. For the past 20 something years in my life, I only saw her twice. While I was in the harvest field, didn't get to see her. Last year, June 11, she passed away. And the last time I saw her was like years, years, years ago. And that's why missionaries, there's hope for you tonight. Just watch me. Watch me. I'm done. I'm done. Believe me, I'm done. But, but, but he took this guy into the inn and gave it to the innkeeper. And told the innkeeper, take care of him. Jesus gave me wounded souls and said, David, bandage up their wounds. He said, David, give them somewhere to stay. David, give them something to eat. Teach them how to praise. Teach them how to worship. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to love. Teach them how to do, how to reach. But they are broken. That's why you are here today. Because you said Jesus paid it all. I thank God that he paid it all. And he said, set them free. He gave us these broken lives. My wife gave me a very deep revelation that I've never gotten to myself. He said to me, he said, I'm thinking, why is God bringing so much broken people around us? 
So much broken girls that have been raped and drug addicts abandoned by their parents, even in Brazzaville. And God is saying, this is our responsibility to take care of them. I'm praying for you that the next time, Mr. Missionary, you feel weary, think about what Jesus said. He gave him the two denarii, said, pay the check. Pay for the conference. Do this and this. Uh, 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 can, can, I, can I enjoy myself like my pastor said before I close? He, 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 said, he said, take the two denarii, pastor. He said, take, take the denarii and pay for his mission and he's coming back to conference and he's building the church, buying equipment. And, uh, but he said, but just in case they overstayed their welcome, just in case you spend more than I gave you, don't worry. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Jesus is coming back. Maranatha. Jesus is coming. Lift up your hands, all ye gates, for the King of glory. Lift up your hands, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? Who is the King of glory? Lift up your hands, all ye gates. Lift up your hands, ye everlasting doors. For the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The king of glory is not Louis Farrakhan. The king of glory is not Jim Jones. The king of glory is not Joseph Smith. The king of glory is not Confucius. Neither Krishna, neither Karl Marx, neither... Is there anybody here who knows who is the king of glory? Who is? Who is the king of glory? And he didn't encourage the missionary. Because you know, you know let, me, let me say this again. I had to get out of my emotions because I love my mom so much. But you see, there are some things in the mission field that money cannot pay for. Only two people said amen. Yeah, support will come, this will come. But the things you go through, the health. Your kids have, having to go through different cultures. So, so like me, they will be behaving like Salonians, and one day they are behaving like Beninois, and they are behaving like Congolese, and all that. I'm trying to fight culture, keep them together. That, 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 that's deep. And, and, and Jesus said, if you ever do more, and you do the extra than I ask you to do, don't worry, I'm coming. And the last time you told me that Jesus paid it all, uh-huh, you told me that Jesus paid it all. That's what you said, right? Well, now let's go to scripture. He said, I'm coming back, that whenever I come back, I will repay you. I want to tell the church. I tell people all the time. Since he said he's going to pay me back. I'm making a whole list of bills. 
that he's going to pay. Because he said, when I'm coming, I'm coming with all power in my hands. And I'm coming with my reward to give every man according to his deeds. So when he comes up on that day, I'm going to say, Jesus, sit here. You gave me two denarii. It was not enough. <laughs> so you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. Because when, when, when your wife gets sick, the psychological trauma, money cannot pay for that. When you will lose your children in the harvest field, money cannot buy that. But Jesus said, chill. I'm coming back. I said to all the missionaries and all those that will be going out that Jesus is coming back and he will give you according to your reward giving praise. And I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So at the end of the story, Jesus said to this guy, who then is his neighbor? Oh, the guy that shows him mercy. This is the part we don't like. Did that guy show him mercy? Good. Go and do likewise. Go. Say go. Again, go. And so Isaiah said, The Lord said to Isaiah, Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, Here I am. Send me. And he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Lord. And baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And as you go, preach. As you go. As you go. As you go. And so as you go out tonight, do likewise. Bound up their wounds. Go down low. Get off from your eyes and do something. And take that brother into the inn and take care of them. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, I don't ask you to wear a tie. I don't ask you to wear a suit. If you love me, take care of my sheep. God bless you tonight. Blessed are they that preach short, for they shall be invited. God bless you tonight. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, Premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe. 
because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.